Good evening, Bethel. It's good to be back on a Wednesday night, a normal Wednesday night, that is. Have we put two together in three months? I don't even I don't think we I have. I don't even know. Um, but I know we, we haven't put three together. We are still um, following the life of Jesus. And uh, tonight, I'm just going to be honest, I almost wanted to skip over this altogether. Like, do we really have to talk about this? Because I guess it's always bothered me that Jesus was rejected in his own hometown. Um, which ultimately he was rejected uh, before his crucifixion, and uh, we'll get in to that, home, of course. In his home planet. Right, in his home planet, <laughs> uh, which, uh, which is hard. But this particular passage, I don't, I don't care for it. I don't fully understand it, but we're going to be in Luke chapter 4 tonight. Um, if you have your Bible, we'll be starting in Luke chapter 4. Uh, we're in verse 16. And um, I'm going to give you a moment to turn there, but we'll be discussing this passage. And then, as usual, we'll have two follow-up topics. Spoiler alert, some of it might be about the Easter walk. Some of it may be. still coming off a high from that. Um, but so if you have your Bible, we're in Luke chapter 4, verse 16. This is a little bit of reading, so bear with me because it's all important to what we're going to discuss. Um, so verse 16, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and to recover the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All who spoke well of him, all spoke well of him and were amazed at his gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? they asked. Jesus said to him, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physicians, heal yourself. And you will tell me, Do here in your hometown what you what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his homeland. We'll skip that for just a moment and skip to verse 28. And all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of town, took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built, and ordered him to be thrown off the cliff. But he walked through the crowd and went on his way. So let's start with setting the scene. What, what's, what's happening here? So Jesus followed the customs, which is to go to synagogue. Um, and on the Sabbath, and he would go, and uh, as was their custom of the day. And so at this point in time, would you say Jesus had, quote, rock star status? Like, was he, was he a big deal if, he was, if Jesus was showing up at the synagogue? Would that have been a big deal at this point in time, do you think? Well, I mean, 23 lets you in on that. Uh, the, 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 he basically beats them to the punch and says, uh, you know, we, I, I know that you're going to ask me to do what I've already done in other places. So, so, yes, he has reached, you know, in quotations, rock star status. Uh, when, when, you, when you heal every known disease and things of that nature. Turn water to wine. Water into wine. Of Kena experience right. here. Uh, you, yes, you, I mean, you are who you say you are, and you can do what you say you can do. And so now their, their hometown boy has come home. And, I mean, you know, let's face it, all of us, if we hear that somebody can really juggle, we want to see it, you know. If we hear that they can really fill in the blank, you know, uh, they can shoot a, a 60 foot jumper, 
We want to see it. You know, I, that thing. I can juggle. Can you juggle? Pretty good. <laughs> well, let's we'll, see we'll it, break them next week. <laughs> and I can shoot next a 60 foot jump. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is we're doing we're a talent show night next week on Bethel Radio Hour. I only can juggle because I went to a Christian clown school for there you go. a week. So, yeah, that Didn't was know there was such a thing. Yeah, little 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 Where can There's we get many on? secrets <laughs> in this closet. <laughs> so I don't know if that answered your question or not, but sure. I think he was a big deal. The, the other, and I don't know if this is time to, to interject here, but if you lay the Sermon on the Mount alongside of this, it, it's, there's a lot of significant parallels here. So the, just the quote that he uses from Isaiah there, uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, to, to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed and proclaim a, a year of the Lord's favor. And well, there was comfort in there somewhere. Um, but um, blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The other part of this is uh, Jesus is talking about, so he's done the, the wedding of Cana. I'm presuming that he's done the, the Sermon on the Mount here close to this we're getting discussion. close. I don't know if it's technically before this time or not. Because he he talks about prophets and prophets not being accepted in their own town. He talks about himself not being accepted. And we're going to get to this later, but he talks about Elijah had to go out of Israel to get uh, sustenance from a widow to help him. There were, there were many lepers in Israel at the time, but only one from out of the country came to get healed by Elisha. So he's talking about himself being paralleled with Elijah. And that's, I think, probably part of why they got angry. But I guess we're going to talk that, about gonna, that. Yep, we'll I'm, get I'm, to that. But Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said, Blessed are you when you're, when you're um, blessed are they which are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in, in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So he's putting believers in him on the level of uh, a relationship of God like a prophet. So he, he, if you're persecuted because of your stance for God, you stand on the same ground or the same um, level of relationship with God as a prophet of, of old. So there's a lot of parallels with sure. the Sermon on the Mount here that I don't know if it's just before or just after that, but Jesus is... I guess, tipping his cards here on the connection of, of God with the common person. You don't have to have a priest. You don't have to have a, um, a Levite that inter intervenes with you. You don't have to have a prophet. You can be a prophet. You can be someone who speaks on God's behalf if you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So in this passage, they hand him the scroll of Isaiah. Um, just a thought. I mean, just to think romantically like I have the tendency to do at times. Could he? This would have been the synagogue he grew up in, right? Could this have been the Absolutely. synagogue that he, as a child, came to, that he maybe spent out? We don't know. Maybe he spent hours of his life studying the scrolls. Like, that was a very natural thing to pick up the scrolls and look through them, read through them, study over them? Could it, I mean, is it possible that these were things that he did, scrolls he touched before? No doubt. 
um, uh, throughout his life before he started his ministry. Right. Um, so here they hand him the scroll of Isaiah. Did he know, like, why pick what he did? Why land in Isaiah 61-ish, um, verse 1 and 2? What, what do you think is the reason that if he was handed the scroll of Isaiah, he could have started in the very first sentence, but sure. he starts uh, here in chapter 61? All right, so we've got to understand some about the culture of quote-unquote church. Of course, they called it synagogue then. Uh, happened every Saturday, and it was their worship service. And I think it's very important to, to note here that um, as it was his custom to do. And the same thing goes on with Paul, and the same thing goes on with all of the disciples. They all regularly went to church. Now, that sounds like a shameless plug from a preacher to beat the you know, good folks of the church with. The reality is, is it's, just, it's just reality, is, is that Jesus practiced what he preaches. Jesus wants us to be faithful to our home church. He did the same thing. And so I do believe with absolute certainty that he had already touched these scrolls before and as such. And maybe not, well, obviously not in the same capacity because he wasn't a rabbi then. He was a kid. You know, type thing, and again, and again, you got to remember in, in Jewish custom, you were a kid till thirty. That's why they he waited until thirty to start his ministry. He would not have been seen as a man. It would have been a scandal. It, he would have been rejected even more so than he was, and the such. So he he went along, if you will, with the Jewish custom. He waited till thirty. He did the the water into wine, and he started his you know earthly ministry. And now he's at his hometown, going to church on Saturday. Uh, and now he's a rabbi, and so and, and they they all you know, like he said he, he's the guy you know uh, it would be like Franklin Graham showing up here Sunday. I'm telling you right now, Franklin Graham can, and I hopefully hopefully he'll hear this between now and Sunday. <laughs> if Franklin Graham comes to Bethel Baptist Church Sunday, I'm not preaching. I'm not preaching unless he says, "Sorry, brother, <laughs> you know I just can't do it. I'm, my well's dry. Would you please feed me?" Type thing. At that point, I'll probably pass out, uh, have you guys pray over him, and we'll do, it. We'll do our best. We'll show a film. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It'll be like, but that's all, folks. Uh, so Jesus comes, and they hand him Isaiah. Now, you know, in your text, you said, why pick this passage? So he obviously didn't pick the book. They picked the book for mm -hmm. him. And, and, but he did pick the passage in the book. And, and I believe, personally, I mean, it, this was... Jesus knew when he came in a babe that he was going to preach on this passage when he got to the synagogue in Nazareth because this is the proclamation to his hometown, just like the Samaritan. And I, did you get to go through the Easter walk this year? Only on um, one Sunday night's rehearsal. Okay. So, you know, the Samaritan says, when I told him that, well, someday some, you know, Messiah will come, and he said to me, I am he. And that's exactly what Jesus is doing right here. You have answered correctly. That's right. That's right. And, and, and so, you know, the, everything that Isaiah is, every, everything that he's saying about this person, that's me. That's me. Well, then he goes on to, to talk about the, uh, like you were saying, uh, and, and you and I pronounce Elisha, Elisha different, but uh, the, the, the leper, and the uh, widow, those were opportunities for God to go stay within the country, but he chose to go outside of the country 
that was one of his ways of saying, I'm not here just for the Jews. Well, and he said, he, I did not come to abolish the law. I come to right. fulfill, fulfill it. it. So that's another thing with that passage that showed me he's just, he's just doubling down, saying, right. look, I'm, I'm yeah. doing what I'm supposed to do. Well, but that made them mad. Yeah, they, so they, they didn't like Gentiles. I mean, you talk about bigoted people. These these folks were they made some Southerners look holy. So, yeah, so let me go back to that um, verse four. I'm and sorry. I'm a Southerner, so just so you. Chapter four, verse twenty-four. Jesus is re so at first, he reads out of Elijah. He says, "Today, what you're hearing has been fulfilled in me." He, Correct. Was he at that point saying? Listen, and I'm the one. I'm. Is he saying in this, I'm the Messiah? Is oh, he most, trying? most definitely. Okay. M most definitely. And so he's trying to tell them, this is me, I'm the Messiah. he's been baptized at this point, correct? And, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so he is, uh, and they're amazed. Is this not Joseph's son? Right. And they, they're, they're super happy. This is in the amazed, shock and awe, happy with Jesus phase of this passage. It uh, digresses quickly. But at that point, they're happy with him. And then he says this, which is in verse 24. Truly, I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. Uh, and there was many in Israel with leprosy at the time of Elisha, the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. So what was he saying in those passages? Like that, what he's not, he's no longer reading from the scrolls. This is just right. Jesus teaching and his sermon, if you will, right. read the scriptures. Now he's teaching. Right. What was he saying in that passage? So Isaiah is proclaiming that this person will come. I'm telling you today, I, I have come, and I haven't just come for you. That, right. That's what he's saying. I've come for everybody. Um, and, and, you know, this uh, verse 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And, and I read this right before I walked over. Everybody knew what that meant, that Jesus was talking about uh, the, uh, the year of Jubilee. Every 50 years in Israel's uh, life as a nation, uh, all the slaves were set free, all the debts were cleared, and any properties that you had bought went back to the original owner. Every Sounds awesome. I'm telling you, <laughs> every 50 years the economy was reset. Every 50 years type thing. Uh, and, and so Jesus is essentially saying, I have come to reset everything. You know, we've gotten so far away in our temple worship. We've gotten so far away from the sack. You guys think that you can get to heaven now by the blood of goats and, and lambs. I'm here to reset all of that. Well, is it safe to say it had been 400 years since a reset? Or I know it had been 400 yeah, years since yeah. they heard from God. Yeah, but. No, no doubt. Uh, it had been 400 years since, since any uh, vision, since any word of God had come. So the silence has been broken. Yeah, so that just compounds how right. catastrophic what he was saying right. to these people. Well, you know, you think about it. I mean, we all live, hopefully, 70 <laughs> to 100 years. We get pretty established in our ways. Well, this nation has rattled off 400 years without God weighing in. And now this Yahoo shows up and it says he's God. changes everything. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that with all respect. Well, and so he says, you know, I... I'm the Messiah. He proclaims this is fulfilled in me. Right. 
And then he says, essentially, that, but the Messiah is not only for the Jewish people. So Correct. he's talking, the important piece of this is he's in a synagogue talking to Jewish people. Right. And then he says, no, I came for the Gentile. I came for everyone. Is that what Correct. you're... And that makes him fighting mad. Why so mad? Why isn't it like, you know what? That's great. Let's share our Lord and Savior and our salvation with everybody. Why are the Jews so mad here? Sadly, we tried to get him to send you away, but he replied, am I sent only to the lost sheep of Israel? That's right. Yeah. Well, so, so the, in my How many times opinion, did I say that to you in the last two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the answer, uh, in, in re rephrase the question one more time. So... Jesus just said, uh, I am Why the Messiah. Why so mad? And he essentially is teaching them that when, uh, with the other prophets, Elijah, Elisha, he saved people that were not Jewish. Right. There were many Jewish people that could have been mm -hmm. saved during these times, but these prophets saved non-Jewish people. And he's talking to Jewish people in the synagogue, and they get literally fighting mad. Fight, well, they want to kill him. Yes. So, so uh, they're super happy. Right. Now they're, uh, you know, wanting to slaughter. They're bipolar. Uh, <laughs> imagine, and that's not any disrespect to those that struggle with that. But, but, but I mean, they do. They go from high to low, boom, just like that. You got to remember that uh, this is a dysfunctional nation with a capital D. They have rejected God's ways. They have been uh, absolutely punished, humbled as a result, humiliated before the world. Yet in their humiliation, in their bondage, they're holding out hope about this 2,000-year prophecy about a Messiah coming. This, this is their last, you know, gasp. This is their last hope. They've got two strikes, three balls, and when the Messiah comes... He's going to throw off the Roman yoke. And again, this guy who, who I, mean, I mean, he can do it. He can do it. And he's talking about saving Gentiles? Well, guess who that is? That's the Romans and, and the such. They don't, they don't want none of that. They are, you talk about being blinded in their trespasses and sins, and, and, and they're just completely sold in to we are God's chosen and that's it. Well, and it, could it be also a fear of their doubt he was who he said he was? Because, you know, it says in the end times, many will come proclaiming they are. Many will be fooled. Many will be deceived. Well, at this point, especially when he says it's hardest in their hometown, this is a person, this is a baby they saw that probably had the little green snot running out its nose, and this is the kid they saw skin in his knees. And now you're telling us the Messiah. You're the Messiah. So Joseph's son. Joseph's son. Joseph's you're son. the carpenter's son. And you're telling us all these things. So part of, I think, their just get out of here is they might have been afraid that if we believe this guy, we're deceiving the true Messiah. Yeah. Well, if he's really the Messiah, why would he say that he's here for all people? The Messiah is coming for just us Jews. Is that right. what they're thinking? No doubt. A, a sense of pride, if you will. Like, oh. Yeah, like, sure, they've been sold. They've been into slavery and bondage, and yeah. they've been taken over by all these countries for Dec hundreds of years right. in uh, the Old Testament. Here we are in the New Testament. Uh, they've had 400 years of silence, and now here's the guy saying, I'm the Messiah, and we're not going to share our salvation right. with these Romans yeah. and these Syrians. And We've waited long enough. Our oppressors. Yeah. Right. And, right. Right. And Jesus is using two. I don't know about Sidon, whether Sidon was, a, was an enemy of Israel. I'm sure it was at some point in their history. But Syria was abusing Israel at the time Naaman came. 
So it, it also was a, uh, an oppressor of Israel. And can't, you know, this is a theme that runs throughout the gospel. The oppressor often finds himself at the feet of the, the oppressed asking for forgiveness or asking for help. Um, it's, it runs, you know, Joseph and his brothers, same scenario happens there. But in Naaman coming to the prophet of Israel, whom he'd been um, invading and stealing and pillaging uh, Israel for who knows how long before he had to come to Elisha, Elisha, Elisha. You say how you I, want I, to. Elisha, it just, it just throws me off every time I hear that. Elisha. Elisha is too lo- too close to Elijah for me. Now, I, got so, I got so you. I got you. Elisha. I hear Elisha keys. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and here, you know, as the scripture says, like babies crave pure, pure spiritual milk. I think it's easier for us to wrap our minds around why they might be confused, but we would like to say we are maturing Christians. Jesus isn't giving them pure spiritual milk, even though he is. He's giving them the meat and the potatoes and the T-bone steak. He is just overwhelming. Kind of rare rare done. Overwhelming them. And I don't think a human can process what he's doing. So, you know, fear and anger is a natural defense mechanism to keep yourself safe. When you're scared. Yeah, Yeah. when you're scared. And... You know, you, you use the phrase, a sense of pride. I, I believe it is, you know, you can't say that word strong enough or hard enough. It, it was their birthright. We are God's child, God's children, God's chosen nation. God loves nobody more than us. And it probably had gotten to a point that God knows, loves nobody except us, you know. Um, and and it, it's... We see the evil that, that pride does with, with those types of things, which I, you know, I think even though we've alluded to it, uh, I, I believe that some Americans, you know, right before the Civil War type thing, fell into this because they wouldn't even admit that a black person had a soul. No. Well, Lord help. I mean, where, how do you get there? Well, we still do it. Look at our leaders just years past. You know, when President Obama would do something, we'd say, he don't even like this country. Right, 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 right. And then people against Donald Trump say, he likes them more than he likes us. You right. know, and it's like, so we're still jealous for our leaders, regardless. Yeah. If we choose somebody, now we didn't choose Jesus, he chose us. But when we when we look to somebody, we want them to be for us exclusively. Right. right. Um, so someone texted in two things about this passage, which are true, which kind of puts a period to this. Uh, the Jewish people believed only the Jews can be saved is what they believed in that Jesus. They couldn't believe that Jesus came to save everyone. Um, and they expected a hero to save them from everyone, not someone to just save everyone. Everyone. Very, essentially, I, I got that too. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so what happens next? So he makes them mad and they just decide, well, let's just go ahead and well, kill him. A miracle happens. You know, you, you asked on the text, so let me just read that real quick. So they got up and they drove him out of town. They took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. I have to imagine this was an angry mob. I can't imagine that this was just a few people that Jesus could have walked right through him and it wasn't noticed and he didn't get thrown off a cliff. So do you think something miraculous yeah, he, occurred? Yeah, he, he didn't duck and dive and, and just, you know. Tuck and roll. Right, he, he didn't do that. He, he said basically cool it, and he just walked out, and they, they basically went blind for a moment or whatever the case is, and the Bible doesn't tell us, so, so we're, we're left to assume. I believe the exact same thing happened. Um, in the temple. Well, no, I was going to say oh. with, uh, 
what's his head, um, Jonathan, when he climbed that uh, cliff and he gets up there and there's 20 men in the garrison and the Bible says that they fell before him. So he just starts walking and they start falling and the mm-hmm. armor bearer behind them, the Bible says, slew after him. And so there was only one sword between them. He gives the sword to the armor bearer and as he is walking through and God is honoring his faith by knocking these guys over, then the guy's going by killing. Well, so Jesus gets to a point that they're going to kill him if he doesn't do something. So he just strikes them with blindness or confusion or whatever the case may be. He goes invisible. Who knows? I mean, he can do anything. Right. And so he, he just walks through. Uh, Used his little remote control and put everything, everybody else on pause, and then he just walked no in and hit the pause again. Could have teleported. That's one of my. Could've teleported. If I, if I could have a super. Could have done the whole flash thing that yeah. he moved so fast nobody could see him. I mean, you know. We'll have to rent the DVD. I, I think it's we'll, more. We will have to rent the DVD. I just think it's more impressive if he just walked and just looked at him. They just could couldn't even figure out what they're doing, and he just. Yeah, you know, have you ever gotten so mad that you just sit there and go? Oof, <laughs> 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 I, you know, it could have been one of those things there. You know, that he just he allowed them to. Can't be, say he's ever been that mad, bro. <laughs> oh Lord, help! Can I, Tony, will spend some time with you? <laughs> <laughs> now you've alluded at the intersection by Taco Bell. That's happened a few times. Yeah, it has. I know it has. I, you know what I'll Jesus just say? take the wheel. My daughter got golf clubs for her birthday, and she hit me in the mouth with them yesterday. Ooh. And I had to pull a piece of my lip out of my teeth in the bathroom. But I had a moment like that where I just had to cover my mouth, <laughs> walk away. <laughs> just. That's not how we do it. <laughs> so. Um, any other comments on this passage? I, I love it. I, I really do. I mean, this is one of those. I mean, Jesus is not overtly controversial. He he, he really isn't. You know, but he, he doesn't back away from the truth no, either. Oh Lord, help! No. So so this is uh, you know an instance, and then of course all the times with the Pharisees. He he would just say, okay, Pharisees, we're going to hold up a mirror. You know, look look, and and, and you know when you are in abject. Uh, unrighteousness, that's the last thing you want to see is a, is a oh, mirror. Yeah. You, you know? can't deny the truth. Right. You can't. That's right. And But, but like Gavin said, and I love the parallel. I do. I love the parallel of the uh, Sermon, on the, Sermon Mount. on the Mount. There's a very similar theme. Yep. Yep. Did he perform any miracles in Nazareth? He did not. Could and, he? Oh, sure he could have. Uh, and, and, and that's something, too. At another passage, and I don't know if it's a parallel passage or a completely different situation, but they, they basically shunned him, and, and so, it, it, so he didn't do anything there, you know? And, and it, that particular passage says that there were sick and dying people in that community that could have used his healing. People that he knew forever, right. that knew his family forever. Right. <coughs> and so, it, you know, I, I want to hit this very quickly. As God raises people up in our church and as such, we need to be careful not to treat them like the prophet without honor in their own country. Because when you do, there's people that you know, maybe your children, that will not get blessed if you run them out. Does that make sense? There's a part of his character that does not violate your will. That's exactly if, if you don't want him to act in your life, he won't. If you don't open a door to an area of your life for him to act in, he won't. He's a perfect gentleman. 
And then that goes with the saying, God does not send anybody to hell. He just honors their wishes. That's right. No yeah. doubt. All right. Well, we'll stop there, which is our usual time to do. I'm just saying, does anybody have an I'm just saying? I did. Had a few weeks to really work up a good one. I did. Did you go home and shave after the I, I actually shaved about 10 minutes before coming down here. Oh, okay. So it's, I'm well, between the play and right now, here. we've both shaved, and it's, we've made this the Sanders uh, radio program. <laughs> so I'm Bernie Sanders. You're Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll take Colonel Sanders any day. <laughs> I would, too. Over Bernie. I would, actually, too. Actually, I like it the way Gavin said it the first time, which is you know you're getting old when you're... You look like an unpopular political figure. <laughs> <laughs> Only with fifty percent of the nation. <laughs> that's the true. You're, you're a hero. He's unpopular man. with me, though. That's the well. Problem. Amen. Amen. Sorry. Yeah, praise God for that. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta I, find mine. Go ahead. I've got a scary one. I don't know. Oh, if, and it's it was brand new on the wire today. That pigs' brains were partially revived hours after death. Did you hear about Whose this? Brains? Pigs' brains. Pigs' brains. So scientists took these pigs that have been dead between two and four hours. And through all their little stuff, we're able to bring the brain back to life. It didn't bring the pig back to life, but the brain was firing. And so they go deeper in the study, and they're saying, well, what does that mean for humans? And they're trying to say, and there's a lot of science backing it up, that when you die, you know, if you don't die a tragic death, that you're conscious, you're aware that you are dead. And so they're they're doing it's just spooky sure. thinking about it, you know where they're going with all this stuff. See, I'm trying to read, how, how does that relate to bacon? I'm just trying the, to make that, that connection. Oh, you beat me to it because <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking they had two hours. They said it, they waited two hours to see. So you know they ate bacon in that kind of time. <laughs> you know that's they right. did. That's enough to get a little soft. Yeah, on so it. I'm just saying that's, that's now, crazy. Now, that fits into the theory of people that don't eat meat because they say all the you eat the animals fear after their death because they've died a death where they were fearful and you've eaten all that <laughs> adrenaline and all those Bruh. chemicals and you've, quote, eaten their... I'm not saying that's mine. I'm just saying people say that. That's funny. You're gonna be just imagine if you were surrounded in a field by all the carrots oh, and lettuce you've eaten. My dad, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, my dad's been eating three meals a day his whole life, so it must be fine. Well, I'm just saying Easter Walk was a revival in a weekend. Oh, amen. amen. It was, it was amen. good stuff. Amen. Amen. That was pretty much mine. On Monday morning, I was at work thinking, I wish we could still do the Easter Walk tonight. <laughs> yeah. And even though we were tired, it was so. If you are in this building right now and you didn't. Watch the Easter walk ever. You've got to see the Easter walk. Or even better, my only regret about the Easter walk is that this was only the second year that I participated as actually being in it. I guess because I thought I couldn't or I, it, I wouldn't be necessary or I wouldn't do a good job or I didn't even know what my role would be. Um, but it, I loved it. And I'm not an actor. I never will be. But it was so awesome to be a part of that. And I... I, my only regret is not doing it sooner. That's all the, I'm going to say about bless that. You. The beautiful thing about the Easter walk is, is that you can get started in a non-acting role, and then after a couple of years, if you want to, you, you can become you know, a major cog, or you can throw into a, an acting role the first year you know, oh, type thing. Set preparation. Oh, my goodness. There's just so much. Or you yeah. might get volatile. So we're in our second topic, if you didn't know. Oh, second yeah, topic we're just, let's just Easter dine takeaways. on into that. So, um... Easter walk takeaways. Well, and, and I haven't I would, had Easter yet. And I would like to humbly say there was no one voluntold. There wasn't a no. soul out there that didn't find a spot that didn't want a spot. 
Right. You know, we had people showing up. What can I do? Whatever you want. Anything. You know, right. they just literally anything. And, yeah. yeah. My sons were a last minute addition. Uh, they had a baseball tournament. We weren't sure if they could even be a part of the thing at all. And they turned out to be beggars. Very, and, very good beggars. And that was, some people were thrilled with They thought that was so although, funny that there are these beggar kids <laughs> that were trying to steal their papers. They although really, I did have to pay them a few visits. <laughs> <laughs> when we would have crying children coming up to our station because their cards had been They'd stolen. <laughs> I come out with my staff and I pointed at the boys and I said, stop taking the kids' cards. They, they, were, they were waiting in the woods. The kids were like... <laughs> so. Well, and, well, and I can't ever... <laughs> one of these days, Tara, I I'll know. be able to keep your boys straight. That's okay. But the one coming up begging said, look at my brother. You can tell he needs help. Oh. <laughs> oh, I said, yeah, he does. They, he really does. They were a class act, and Caleb was up there. Yeah. Also, Man, I looked up to them. Boys are punching each other. They're rolling around in the dirt. And it's like, I'm like, that's awesome. They're clearly beggar children. You know, they're fighting for every scrap. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, they're yeah. a bread morsel. Somebody oh, was, was going to awesome. get it. So we were talking today about um, the all the stuff that was donated and such like that. And, and I was reminded, uh, Jerry Falwell has said forever that uh, they will put on my tombstone when I die the scripture that says, and the beggar died. And I thought of Tom, because died. Tom has not been afraid to ask anybody, are you going to use that? <laughs> <laughs> and if they're not, we donated, I'll we'll take a donation it. letter. I don't know how many donation we letters Stacy had We had to pull him back from out. getting the, the, the emptied out hull of a ship or some kind of boat he was going to Oh, yeah, we talked him out of that. Stop, I, ne stop, I never stop. did stop. hear back from Wheel of Fortune either. I did reach out to them <laughs> for their old palm trees. So <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll add that to your tombstone, hopefully 50 years from now, and the beggar, the beggar dies. dies. <laughs> amen, amen. But no, the, the great crowds, the great weather, uh, you know, we were reminded again this week that prayer changes things. Yeah, absolutely. Prayer changes things. If there was m m so many humbling moments, and then <laughs> I added to my lines, anybody that come through that night, uh, Saturday night, because a lot of people were broken looking at their phones, like, oh, yeah. oh the rain, 90% chance. And there was a handful of us saying, it ain't going to rain. And I just, I wouldn't even look at the phone, because I said, if I don't look at it, it ain't real. But I was praying that God just keep your hand. Just yeah. you can do this. And, and he did. He did. Absolutely. And I added to my lines and praise the Father for this wonderful weather. And Amen. some people chuckled the first few times. Right. And I think after about an hour, I think people started feeling that line too. Because yeah. it's like uh, Brother Brad texted me. He said, Tom, the only way things can be explained right now is of God. Yeah. Amen. You and know? I was at your station too. And I mean, we're... I mean, your wife was not as faithful to not look as you were. Like, <laughs> we're right oh, on Oh, you it. just sold her here's out. The, here's yeah. the radar. It's about you to get us. It's, and, then the, and it stayed back, and it stayed back. And then once it was all done, torrential downpour, but not until we were done. And it, it bent. Amazing. You know, it bent. You know, you could take images or visions or whatever, but I I, I could feel it in the walk. The, oh, here it comes. And what a blessing. I've bashed social media a lot. But what a blessing to get a hundred plus people here an hour early. Oh yeah, because of social media. Because of social media, so that alone is a small miracle. Amen. You know, there's no small miracle. But what's but, a small miracle that you're not bashing social media? Well, that's <laughs> it. But but when I'm when I could, back. I could oh, I could feel the anxiety about this rain. Sure. We all were worried. But then I could feel, and I've heard, even heard, I heard it's bending. And I remember, I think it come from Stacy the first time I heard somebody say it's bending. 
And I'm like, and you looked at that radar, and it was. It was and pending was like, around Lone Dell, Missouri, oh, wow. for some strange Easter reason. Rock. <laughs> now, I will tell you this, too, Tom. I think, though, we God, because, you know, there, God doesn't waste anything. And so that whole weather thing may have, incidentally, if that's the right word, opened up a, a new hour to us that we, for whatever reason we weren't thinking about before. Yeah. But I think 5 to 830 is great. Might have to be 4 to 830 next year. Well, we'll <laughs> well, and Sunday, and, and that will be in the coming. Um, we'll say this. It's a whole better experience after dark. It oh, is. Man. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Well, and out of all the common cards, the biggest negative thing, I mean, roundly was wish we would have come at dark. Yeah. And so that's something I think as a church we're going to have to prepare ourselves for. And Sleep over. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so the, so the Friday, hey, I, if anybody who knows me, and this is praise to Jesus, we're already making plans for oh, next yeah. year. Oh, yeah. But it's some of the things that we've already seen is why weren't we doing it longer? I understand the draw and the pull on people it is. Sure. And I saw Friday night. It's, it's hard to get here Friday night. Right. You know, I get it. And depending on what it falls, we had prom, you know, so the Millers had a hard time getting here, but they, they did it. You right. know, Amen. I know they flipped their schedule upside down sure. to make it, and I praise the Lord for them. But next year, it's like on Saturday, Brad, he said, why couldn't we just go 2 to 10? I don't think we could do that, but why not 3 to 10 or 4 to 10 with a break with a meal? Sure. You know, it's the one Saturday that we're all probably going to be off if you're part of the Easter walk. And then on Sunday, we could even bring the hours up closer, so we're home by 7 or 8, you know? Right. So there, that's definitely going to be a big thing. And then, yeah, parking is something. Yeah, I mean, especially Sunday, by the third time around, I finally know my lines. Might well, as well keep going. Yeah, that, that's a rose to the living. Is, and this, this is a rose to the living on both sides. We had disciples that hit the gates on fire. And by Sunday night, one of the comment cards, I told, I told Brad about it. One of the comment cards was, somebody needs to give Brad Bannerman a cough drop. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were toasted. Right. Yeah. But you and Jeff hit your guys' stride Saturday yeah, afternoon. Yeah. And I think you could have gone into Monday or Tuesday. And it was just... No kidding. Like the last time around on Sunday, we were ready to roll. And, and, and that's what's so amazing. Everybody lifted each other up, you know, where some of us got tired, others picked up, you know, and it was just great. Can I tell a couple of funnies on the walk? There's always something amusing that happens. Uh, so we, we're going down in the cedar trees to the Peter station. And we get there, and Peter starts his denial. And I always turn to somebody in the crowd and I say, this, Peter's one of us. He, I mean, I can't believe he's denying the Lord. He's one of us. And uh, one of the Slater, Slater kids, Slater did kid. I tell you this already? Yeah. yeah. Looks me right in the eye and he says, maybe he has short-term memory loss. Just deadpan. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're walking by the temple. Maybe you're a little twerp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, again, we stumbled onto something here. Again, we've had we had some gigglers this year. And Jeff Folk, uh, he he felt he found his restraint because I saw him with that staff a few times, just looking at kids that weren't being quiet. And I'm like, please don't hit him, please. Uh, a couple of times, yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved it. The yeah. little kids would come up and put their hands by our fire, right. and it was so yeah. cute. And how about the camel and the llama? Oh yeah, wow. <laughs> and uh, he has got nothing but great praise from other people, Good. and uh, he even texted me the other day, and he said, 
might be coming to church this Sunday. Oh, so that's like, awesome. Praise the llama. Lord. He can bring the llama. He can the bring llama Hosanna. Oh, our station. Oh, it loves that's my would you rather. I'll wait. Oh. I, I, I ran into Arnold Schwarzenegger in the temple. Yeah, and I heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Daryl, get out. Get out. I'd go down there. He was, they said I about lost it when he did that. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time around, uh, what's his name? Evans. Evan was... Uh, British. <laughs> really? Get out. Oh, what are you doing here? Lord help. <laughs> you know, another blessing to not be so legalistic that I was worried about all those things. I was like, you know, that's what my prayer was. Have fun. So, yeah. right, uh, Tim, they did. W- when they started that, on one of his times, because it was the one that me and Benjamin did, uh, when, when Brad said, get out of my sight, uh, Tim said, to the chopper. <laughs> Hopefully not loud enough yeah, no, for the video. No. Okay. I barely heard it, but Brad, he, he was basically torturing Brad. That line, get out of my sight, happened after Friday. <laughs> well, and Tim had told me things he was doing to Brad. He said, I'm goosing him while oh, he's yeah. talking. Tried to put lines in his head to mess him up. So, so to bring this a little bit more spiritual... Uh, <laughs> In our uh, small group on Sunday morning, we were all, we didn't do our normal thing at all. We talked Easter walk the whole time. We were on, at that point, 43 people, I think it was, had come to Christ. We were like mind blown at the way the weather held out and just all of us were on a high. And uh, one of the things Melissa said, and she is a disciple, like one of the followers that leads people through. And she said, you know, you do these lines so many times and you see all these stations And she said, and it occurred to me, as I'm supposed to be, quote, a disciple, a follower of Christ, during the Easter walk, that the disciples messed up all the time. They were as, they had Jesus, the Savior, with them, teaching them, and even they were, like, missing it. And even they would, um, like, turn people away, like... uh, at our station, where my line was, uh, the disciples tried to turn me away. I was trying to get help for my daughter, and they're like, "We uh, asked Jesus to yeah, send we asked, you away. Yeah, we asked Sadly. Jesus to send you away." And there was other times when the disciples tried to send people away from Jesus, but Jesus still made time. But she said, "I, I like that the disciples were human. The disciples right. messed up. The disciples didn't get it right all the time." Right. And she said, "That gives me hope because I get it wrong all the time too." Right. Well, hey, much like in his hometown where they were upset thinking the Messiah is only for them, the disciples probably thought the same thing. No, this is our oh, Jesus. They did. You know? Yeah, they, absolutely. They did. And I mean, because the disciples were Jews, and, and they too believed that Jesus would throw off the Roman oppression. Right. But, but, but they did get it. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that they turned the world upside down. Yeah, they did. Well, we're still talking about Jesus 2,000 years later. That's right. I mean, how? what other event or person in history do people talk about literally every day? Weekly. Sing songs Daily. about every day. Yeah. Best-selling book in the world still. still. I mean, it's he changed, like... He changed time, you know, B.C., A.D., no you know, doubt. from this man. And that's where I go to with non-believers. Or he has his own chicken brain. <laughs> Oh my god. Chick fil A. I was going to say, yeah, that would be heavenly. It is heavenly. You're about to say Canes, and I was going to disagree politely or not. Thank you for admitting it. But yeah, there's so many takeaways. There's another aspect of this that I love, I love, I love, I love. (laughs) Is the is the aspect that what the Easter Walk does for Bethel Baptist Church, and mm-hmm. it it brings us together in a way to hey, yes. focus yes. on one battle, one front, one uh, objective together. It brings us together like no nothing I've ever seen in any other church that I've been associated with, and in, and I've been associated with this church for forty years. 
that nothing else has brought us together like that, that I know, this, the Easter walk. And one of the people who went through the play talked to me and he says, how many people do you have to go to your church? And I told him, you know, run 250. He said, well, how do you guys do that? How do you guys get that, pull that off with just, I mean, that many people? He thought of 200 people was a small amount of people to pull it off. I said, well, we have Thomas Nays. Oh, and he counts and for like 80. No, 80. Praise the Lord. And, quit that. <laughs> and the, the whole church is involved in some yeah. aspect or another. I would say 80 to 90% of the church is involved. Those, oh, yeah. those who yeah, can't be some involved level, are somehow involved. That's, Nothing does that like the Easter Walk does. No, and that's what brought me and my family to this church and back to this church. Right. And kudos for David and Tracy. You know, I, I texted him. I texted him. I said, you planted in such an amazing seed in the ground Amen. here. And I remember we'd come. I, I got baptized here in 2000. I was coming to 98, 99, left for the military, come back, tried different churches. And I, I went through the Easter walk the first time. And I saw the commitment of the people. And I could just see that, wow, these people have to be on the same page. Right. And then through the walk, my daughter at four started asking the question. She said, did the Roman soldiers that crucified Jesus go to hell at four? That She didn't get that from me. She got that from this walk. And that's when the Holy Spirit said, this is special. Amen. And I was blowing up David's phone that night, you know, just I want to be part of this, you know. And it's like, it, it's just a blessed event. And then that's, I was talking to Johnny, you know, about already the plans of building next year and little things. And I said, my prayer is that everybody makes it their own. And that's why I said, make your station your own. Make your lines your own. Make it personable. And then bring in your kids and all that. I want, if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, I would want my kids to say, my mom and dad love the Lord. Amen. Look, look what they did for Jesus. That's right. And I, that's my prayer for every parent, that their kids can say, my parents love Jesus. My church loved Jesus. And just to carry this tradition on into the future, there's nothing better. Amen. Good. Well, Tom, you said something one of the nights where you said, you know, when I was growing up, my parents would get together with their friends, and they'd sit on the back porch drinking beer. And he said, and here our kids are just running around the Easter Walk. Look how much fun they're having. They're just yeah, running around these paths at the Easter Walk. And I was like, that's right. They are. They're having a ball. We were having a ball. Like, yeah. everybody was having. <laughs> you, you might be a I'm redneck sure Easter Walk <laughs> church if when a disciple group walks up to the cross builder, and a cast iron skillet is bubbling with grease. Oh, no. <laughs> and I know that's not for effect. <laughs> so I asked later, I said, what was Brent cooking? He's cooking deer meat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. He was insanely jealous. The upper room had a barbecue pit. Yeah. Everybody in the upper room's eyes were watering because they're getting fumed out. Well, okay, so, so did, did you know Jesus didn't make it Sunday morning for the first group? Sunday, Sunday afternoon, evening, yeah. evening. No, I didn't know that till later. Okay, so it's like five, five. Because he didn't get the word about. He didn't it get the word. Five. How I don't know. It How failure. did we leave out Jesus? What in the so, world? So <laughs> it's like five forty-five, and I see the group leaving the woman at the well, and I'm still texting Mr. Lackey. Finally, he answers on speaker, and I'm like, "Hey, Mr. Lackey, how you doing? Oh, doing good, Tom." I said, "Hey, bud, did you know we started at five? And I mean, bah! for thirty <laughs> seconds, and all the deacons up there. I think he cussed. I think he's good. He didn't cuss, but you couldn't understand it for like two minutes. And he's like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. So this group's coming up. So I'm looking at the guys up there and I'm like, okay, who's going to be Jesus? And everybody's just like, I'm like, seriously? Come on, guys. So, you know. I've heard these lines like how many times? I'm like, okay. No they have a paper up there? Yeah, we had a paper up there. Oh, yeah. But I, so they, they so were. So who did it? Me. 
<laughs> so, so Jesus was a little shorter for that one. But so, you know, it's like I still had my nerves, but I'm like, I, I copied it out of the Bible. I've read it 45 times. I've watched it a thousand. Okay, so the group gets up there, and I'm like, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever. So I did the lines. I think I did okay, but I was nervous, right. you know. So as soon as that's done, I walk down. And I mosey over to my station. And so the people, I get up there, and it comes to my part, and I'm like, although I may look like Jesus, my name is Jacob. <laughs> and the, the people got a kick at her because yeah. I think they knew somebody was missing. Also but, playing the part of Jacob, and Jesus is Thomas James. Yeah. So here's my question, uh, and I, I, I thought this every time I come to y'all's station. Uh, <laughs> Why did you get a daughter three inches taller than yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same. Yeah, we need more volunteers. Yeah. Yeah, you times. see, it's a call. And she always stood uphill, but she held a baby doll, so that made her look younger. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, every time I'm thinking, oh, how can I, how can I give uh, And I, it, <laughs> I, I still haven't forgiven Todd because Sunday night he was just tired. And he was trying to get us to laugh. And he kept, like, crossing his eyes. I know. Why it's was like, he doing I that? I had to quit looking at him. I know. And, I and so I started. He's doing with, it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That he was, I didn't look at you because I, I would have lost it. And he was trying to get Chase to laugh. And uh, so when they walked away, I said, I am so sorry, travelers. You have leaders that are of ill rapport. And they're walking away. And Brad said, oh, the shoeless hobbit did have good stories, please. You know? And oh, my gosh. It was awesome. But, so I'll make it spiritual again because one of us has to. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bring it back. Bring but it I can't back. help but think with 51 salvations is still, like, mind-blowing to me. I uh. don't know what we expected. I didn't expect that. I was thinking we'd Well, we expected we'd what we've had before, which is around 20. Which is still unbelievable, yeah, in wonderful. my opinion. And I guess uh, the thought I have is it, it's a big production, if you will, but ultimately it's just the Word of God. Like, That's we're it. just Amen. repeating. That's it. And, Amen. you know, you've always heard churchy people say uh, the Word of God does not return void. Right. And, and it was just the Word of God. It's just Amen. Jesus. It's just the gospel message. But you're and, putting life and bones to yeah, it. Yeah, and you know? it really so impactful. Yeah. And I'm just still, even days after this is wrapped up, amazed at how many people responded. And, and to keep it spiritual still, people are hungry. This Amen. nation yeah. is hungry. And hurting. And hurting. And so many people that came I had not seen before. We had so many from St. Charles, uh, the church from Florissant. You know, we're Neosho, Missouri, you know, and it's like how there was a couple Illinois. I don't know, maybe they were wow. visiting, but there was so many people. And then from our guesstimate, um, and the ladies in the back that helped me out that did it, we're figuring 50 to 70% of the people that went through it have never been through it before. Cool. And it's like, that's where... I'm saying we need to prepare for the flood next year. And sure. it really is an event where you can bring your lost friends in, in a way that's not threatening at all. It's a family-friendly event. Yeah. And yeah. just, I mean, if you can just get lost people here, to, yeah. I mean, they will hear the word of, they will hear a clear salvation that's message. It. We did have two families. Uh, one family was upset because they thought it was an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they were a little shocked sure then. That, that yeah. Like Pastor Ben said, we did advertise it like that, but I said it must have been one of those, hey, we heard there's an Easter ball. We'll just go out there. But, an um, Easter walk. And, and, I guess they hear Easter and it's yeah, an instant sure. Easter bunny walk. But, but I get even it. more great that they came. You oh, know, yeah. and, uh, and they stayed. And they stayed. They and uh, Yeah, there's been. Huh. Yeah, awesome. Oh, tremendous. Wow. Awesome. Hallelujah. Awesome. 
Amen. And we will be having, just so everybody knows, uh, Miss Carolyn Barnes is tirelessly working, literally, on putting together a video. She took videos of each station. She took thousands of pictures, and she's going through doing the best of the best video clips in that. And so we're going to make that available for people, um, you know, like uh, Laura Pierce. Sure. She couldn't go through it. She sure. can't ride a buggy. So we're going to try to do more of that next year, but we will have that for people. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do a lot more as far as getting a brochure out with the pictures and stuff, sure. you know, so we're well represented. And is it too early um, to start praying about, like what you said, let the people um, that are can hear this right now, um, well, what can I do? What can I do to make it my own? What can I be a part of? What what can If I've done it in the past and I've seen it, how can I make it my own? How can I pour into this? Is it too early to start thinking about no. it, praying about it? Not at all. And for anybody who's listening that's here or on the podcast, one thing that's going to get changed next year is in between each stations, the followers have their banter. I am preparing on building stuff for them to have banter about. You know, in that way, they're not trying to remember this. Remember that time they can point. And one of them is we're going to do a small little building with the roof and the shingles tore apart with the hole where they lowered the man down. There doesn't have to be anybody there. But if you don't want to speak and you want to part, you could stand in there and act like you're cooking your skillet. But sure. the disciples will be able to say, oh, look, there's the building where the man, you know, so there's going to be a lot of that next year for people that don't want a speaking role, but just to have them out there. Because that was one of the comments, too, is more stuff <clears throat> in between. And we could do a... This is just from my walking around several times. That stretch from the temple when we get back on the road to mm -hmm. the stock. If we could have somehow uh, the synopsis, you know, Jesus came and gave acceptance to, the, or in the in the cross builders' circumstances, Jesus came to him and and reaffirmed him, even though he was in a very very bad place in his life. Oh, he affirmed, the stocks. So a, re, a summary, and then when we get to the tomb. Jesus, Jesus has done all this for all these people. He can, he can do it for you. I, I go through, and I, I, I can't wait till you meet Jesus. I can't wait to meet Jesus. And then when I get to the end, I say, now we have some brothers who are going to show you how you can meet Jesus. He's, we've got an empty grave and, an, and a risen Savior. And now we've got some brothers who are going to show you how you can know Jesus, meet, meet him tonight. But having that summary right, right down that long, we got a long stretch there where we could have a summary of those events that we've been at. Maybe that would be a good... Oh, hand off to absolutely. The, to and that's going to be a call to it's it's been since the Easter walk has begun. People want to see the risen Jesus. And there's ways to do that where it's not corny or whatnot. But so we will be looking out for a, another Jesus. So we will have three next year, hopefully. And, you know, the disciple groups, uh, they have such a load on them. I can't imagine learning all those lines. And we had little Emma walking around. She's killing it. She could probably do it right now. I'm sure she could. And then we've had other people talk about possibly being disciples. So that I'm will sure be. That, uh, Hannah Folk could probably do it too in oh, yeah. heartbeat. So Hannah Folk and Emma could both do it. So yeah, I I, I kind of have mixed emotions about having a real Jesus at the end because I want them to meet the real Jesus at right. the end. You know, I want the, that interaction with the the soul winners to to introduce them to the sure. real Jesus. Um, so yeah, I have kind of mixed emotions about that, but. I, I see the, the point to have three, three Jesuses. Yeah, and, and I think that'll help us too, because Friday night, oh, God bless uh, Miss Denise and Miss Betty. Wow, there was people parking up and down the roads and yep. two-hour waits. Awesome. And, you know, if we had another one or two disciple groups, mm -hmm. that would really help. Yep. You bet. And another one or two hours, too. I mean, that, yeah. that really took the strain off of the... But, but for what it was, wow. 
Amen. Fifty-one people that blew me away. I still was, you know, in shock, I guess, or, or disbelief. Wow, did that really happen? Fifty-one people came to know the Lord over the weekend. I was the most shocked on Saturday night when we had like three hundred and thirty come through or so in twenty-seven salvations, mm-hmm. and that is nearly ten percent. Right. It was more than what we'd had in any previous year, right. single year. Total. And that, that's almost two or three people in every group that went through that night. Right. And that is of God. That is the and Holy Spirit. And that's something I, I, I forgot because, you know, just so much is going on. But when we said 1,044 a, a people went through, I wanted to say 1,045. Because Jesus absolutely Amen. Oh, you did. Amen. Joe was telling me, uh, I guess it was Sunday night, he, he's, a, he's a lot older than I am, believe it or not. <laughs> And he was saying he remembered it. He couldn't remember the last time that he knew of 50 people, not at some mega church, mega uh-huh. in, in a country setting, that came to the Lord since the thir- was it teens what, 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 or 20s? 27. 27. Um, there was uh, about uh, 200 people that had come to know the Lord in Bland, Missouri, around Bland, Missouri, and were baptized in the Burbage River. He has a picture mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's about the last, 1927 in this area's last well, time. Well, the funny thing is I've seen that same picture at Gertie's house, at Maxine's house. I mean, it, several people that were around at that time, they've, they've got a picture similar to that. Well, and, and, it's, and it's that, that leads me into the text that I sent you. I said, I still have energy. Sure. So it's not capitalizing on that, but it is capitalizing on sure. that. Sure. How do we as a church appreciate the weight of what happened here? And it's like when Chase asked Jesus into his life, I was happy. But at first, I'm like, I'm not celebrating enough. Are we doing enough or what can we do? Because Steve Reed said with the tears in his eyes Sunday night, he said, some people will live a whole life and never see this. Amen. So us as a church, how do we keep this fire going and keep it just churning and saying, hey, look, we're here. We want you to come here. This ain't about Bethel. This is about Jesus. Come know him. And what we have done as a group, praying about something moving right. forward like we're all just we're all barreling forward in the same we are all moving in the same direction and we're all you know not fish like all going we were all like in the same we're mo- at the same goal the same prayer we we're all on the same page as a church and something amazing i would almost say miraculous happened absolutely what if we keep doing that what if That's we keep it. praying what if we keep moving in the same direction what if we keep in the word and what if i mean that so what is sunday easter, easter sunday it's easter sunday we, we got to put the same energy that we put right. into Easter walk and Easter Sunday and so the on Sunday and so Sunday after forth. Easter Sunday and, and, and the Monday and the Tuesday and the Wednesday and, the and every you, day between. I've never heard it said better, and I know you quoted somebody else. We can get tired in the word, but we can't get tired of, of the it. Word. Amen. And that's just us grabbing ourselves by it and saying, right. come on, it's for Jesus. That's right. Yeah, every once in a while, somebody has to step up and lead and, and encourage people. So. And let's rely on each other for that. You know, some, some, you, you're, you're, you stepped up for the Easter walk for the no last doubt. six months. Somebody else, is, Todd and steps up at times. Brad steps up, steps up and, at and times. And I, I would humbly say for this Sunday, we need to lift up our pastor, Amen. Pastor Ben. Amen. He's delivering a message on the, the Christians' Super Bowl. That yeah. is not even the correct I mean, and for level, real, but. start praying now for Easter Sunday because people will come to church on Sunday that normally don't come. Um, period. That's just the way it is. I mean, some people might only come to church one day a year, and it's on Easter Sunday. Pray that something miraculous happens for that person. Sure. Uh, maybe it's a person that got saved, and they're coming here for the first time. They haven't been to church. Maybe. I mean, anything. 
um, start praying for the people that are going to walk through these doors on Sunday. Amen. 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 In uh, breakfast, 830, you still need men. No, uh, it's six. Men at six to cook. Men at six. Right. The breakfast, breakfast is 830, 830 to 9.30. Um, I'm not going to give details at this point. Uh, you may hear about it later type thing, but we've got one of our families that is in great need of prayer tonight. Okay. And this is not our normal pattern for Wednesday night. If you're a first-timer to the Wednesday night, this is not exactly how it usually goes. Um, so come back. See us again. Uh, check us out uh, next Wednesday. And you can check coming. out all of the podcasts at BethelOndale.com. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.